The term self-love is very popular in our society today. And why wouldn't it be? I mean, on the surface, it does seem good to make sure that people love themselves and that they're taking care of themselves. However, there are some serious false teachings out there about what the Bible says regarding self-love, teachings that will cause division and problems in your life and in your marriage. So today, I'm going to give you the truth. We're going to take a look at the true meaning of self-love, what the Bible teaches about it, and then how this can actually negatively affect your marriage. I have a lot of information for you today, ladies, and a lot of scripture. So grab your pen and paper and let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. Before we get into today's topic, I want to tell you, make sure that you know about a giveaway that we are doing. So the podcast is being blessed by God. I'm so excited about it. We are about to hit our 10,000th download. Can you even believe it? So to thank you for your love and support of this ministry, we are doing a giveaway and it's going to be some Amazon gift cards and some Christian books and some other stuff. You do need to be a member of the Facebook community in order to be able to win. So if you have not joined the community yet, you're going to want to make sure you do so. There is a link in the show notes to be able to do that, or you can just go to Facebook and look up Faith Lived Out community and you will be able to find it that way. Right now, we have about 9,400 downloads, and we do about 400 or so downloads a week, so it's only going to be about a week before we reach this mark and we start our giveaway, so you want to make sure that you get involved in that. Okay, so then on to our topic for today. And, you know, as I said in the beginning, the thought of self-love and taking care of yourself does sound good. And there is a certain amount of truth to this because we should be taking care of our bodies in 
eating healthy and exercise and making sure that we are physically able to do the things for our families and for ourselves that we need to be able to do. We are also told in scripture to take care of our minds by setting our minds on the things of the spirit and not on the things of the world. And, you know, one of the ways that we do this is by making sure that we have time set aside for ourselves to be in the word so that we can learn and apply the biblical principles that are in God's word for us. So yes, do we have a responsibility to ourselves and to our families to take care of ourselves and to remain both physically and spiritually healthy? Absolutely. However, when I started to see what was happening and you know what was being taught on self-love by those who claim to teach God's word, ladies, I completely flipped out. Like I am so upset by what is out there and what is being taught and that there are women like you who want to know the truth. You want to know what God's word says and what kind of a wife you should be and what kind of a woman you should be and how to have a godly marriage. And then that there are people out there who are feeding you lies really upsets me. Like can't even begin to tell you. Um, I know that God is sovereign. And so I know that those who truly want to know the truth, he is going to make sure that they get it. And maybe, maybe he is using this podcast to, to do that. I, I don't know. I hope so. But today we're going to look at the truth and we're going to take those lies that the enemy has been feeding us and just put them away just put them away out of our lives. So that being said, I do have a lot of information for you. I have several scriptures because I want to make sure that you know and understand the truth. Therefore, I have divided this into a two-part series because I didn't want to completely overwhelm you with this information. And I wanted you to be able to have some time to really think about it and to process what I'm telling you. I don't want you to just say, oh, Nancy said this, so it's true. I want you to see for yourself God's word and what his word says and what his truth is, because that is the truth. So I have broken this up into two different parts. The first part, we're going to look at the true meaning of self-love, what the false teachings are out there, and then to be able to tell you what the truth is encouragement for those people who do have a low self self-esteem or a low self-worth and then what the truth is and what the bible says about this and then in part 2 which will be next week we're going to look at the dangers of self-love how this can affect your marriage and then what god truly does say about love So I'm going to go through all of this as well and as methodically as I can. Hopefully I don't end up confusing you more and making it any worse. But please always know that I am here to answer your questions for you in whatever you may have. You can contact me through the Facebook community. My email address is in the show notes. You're welcome to send me an email and um, and contact me that way. But if you have any questions about what it is that I talk about in this particular episode or on this topic or in any of the other ones, feel free to contact me and ask me questions. I'm more than happy to help you with that. Okay, so first things first, 
Let's take a look at what the true definition is of self-love. And when you look this up, it says, having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. And when I read this, I thought, well, doesn't that sound a bit like selfishness? So I looked it up and selfishness is actually a synonym of self-love, which is defined as selfish character, disposition, or conduct, exclusive or chief regard for one owns interest and happiness. So this is interesting because we hear the term self-love and we think that it's a good thing. However, we know that being considered selfish is not what we want in our lives. And yet they're the same thing. I know that some of you may be thinking, well, you know, that meaning is, is that's kind of like the old meaning of what self-love was. And that's not what it means anymore. And yes, society has sugar-coated its meaning to make it appear more plausible. However, when you really get down to it, self-love is nothing more than loving yourself by putting your own needs, your own interest, and the well-being above others, which is the very meaning of selfishness. And you may be wondering, well, if it means the same thing, what's the big push for it? Why did they sugarcoat it and why is this happening? Well, you'll find out as we go through this lesson, but it's all a part of the enemy's plan to lead you away from God. The false teaching on this, let me go over this with you because like I said, I want you to have a clear understanding. I think it's important for you to know what is being taught on this, that they have taken the scriptures out of context and these are not truly biblical teachings. So the first one is from Matthew 15, 32, and they will quote this verse stating that this is, you know, why we know that we are to keep mindful of our own needs and to make sure that our own needs are met. And Matthew 15, 32 says this. Now, Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. So in scripture, this is where Jesus feeds the 4,000 with the seven loaves of bread and a few fish. Jesus is showing his compassion for those who are following him. And he uses this as a teaching moment for his disciples, as well as to display his power to meet the needs of those that are his followers. These people were not meeting their own needs. Jesus was meeting their needs. And this has absolutely nothing to do with making sure that our own needs are met. As a matter of fact, earlier in Matthew, Jesus teaches us to look to him for our needs. In Matthew 6, 25 and 26, it states, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? We are not to worry about our life in seeing that our own physical needs are met. Our God is our provider. Later in Matthew, Jesus tells us what we are to be concerned with, and it states in 6, 31-33, Therefore, Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. 
For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Our job is to seek God and his righteousness, to trust him for our needs. Elsewhere in scripture, we're told to lend those who want to borrow from us. And if someone asks for your tunic, you're to give him your cloak as well. God is the one who sees to it that our needs are met. And he tells us to generously give of those things that he has provided for us. Nowhere does he tell us to think of ourselves or to make sure that we have what we need. Another false teaching is that scripture tells us to take care of our bodies. And in this, they quote 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, which states, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, the problem with this is that they have taken it completely out of context once again, because they've left out the previous verse, verse 18, which says, Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. And then it says, Or do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you? The teaching of the scripture is for us to recognize that because the Holy Spirit lives in us, our bodies are a temple. Therefore, we are not to sin against our own bodies by committing sexual immorality. This is no way instructing us to show ourselves self-love by taking care of our own bodies. The last false teaching that I want to point out is that scripture tells us to love ourselves with verses such like, Luke 10, 27, and others, and where it says to love our neighbors as ourselves. The full verse is this. So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. In our sinful nature, we already naturally love ourselves and put ourselves first. The commandment here is not to see that we love ourselves or that we love ourselves more, but to love God with everything that we have and to love others as much as we already love ourselves. We see our sinful nature of loving ourselves and wanting what we want and wanting our own way from the time that we are born. We all start out this way with no need for anyone to teach us this. If you're a parent, teaching your kids to think of others and not just of themselves is a daily task one that we can only hope to be successful at before they leave the house and go out into the world on their own. We also see this in Ephesians 5, 28 and 29, where it says, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. We naturally love and cherish our own bodies, looking out for ourselves and our own needs. It's a part of our natural self-preservation, and it's just it's something that we all possess. So in both Matthew and Ephesians, we're not being taught here to make sure that we love ourselves, but to love others as much as we already love ourselves. I do realize that there are some that you know, due to growing up in some kind of a dysfunctional environment or through some other circumstances, 
you have developed a low opinion of yourself, low self-esteem or a low self-worth. First, let me say, I'm sorry, and that you're not alone. Many have had parents or other people in their lives who have been very negative towards them, who have belittled you. They have put you down over and over again or tried to puff themselves up by making you feel small. But know this, we are not to combat this. We are not to heal from this hurt with self-love, but by realizing who we are in Jesus Christ and by understanding and accepting his amazing love for us. Scripture assures us that in Christ, you are a new creation. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Whatever has happened in your past, it's on them. It's not on you. It's their sin. Let them own it. Don't take it on yourself. You are a new creation in Christ. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Leave all that stuff in the past and look to God for your future. He is the author and finisher of your faith. Also, as a follower of Christ, girl, you are a daughter of the King, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And as his daughter, you are cared for and you are loved. Luke 12, 6 and 7 tells us, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Jesus loves you so much that he knows how many hairs are on your head at any given moment. In 1 John 3, 1, we also read, But what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Our faith and our confidence comes from Christ's love for us. It's not from what others think of us. It's not when what they have said about us in the past, and certainly not the love and the confidence that we have in loving ourselves. For without Christ... We can do nothing and we are nothing. Our love and our worth in this world comes from our identity in Jesus Christ as daughters of the King. This is what makes us who we are. As promised, I'm going to share with you the truth of what the Bible says regarding self-love. And as I do, if you find yourself saying, oh, wow, I think that's me, please don't lose hope. You are here today listening right now because your heavenly father loves you and he wants you to have the right information. He wants to do a change in your life and to put you on the path to righteousness and peace. So please don't be overly hard on yourself on this, but listen to it. Allow the Holy Spirit to work and move in your heart. As we look at scripture, We find that what has happened and what is happening in our society with the whole movement of self-love, we are warned about in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, And ladies, in the scripture, this list goes on and on and on. 
It lists a host of other sins and then tells us at the end, and from such people turn away. God actually lists those who are lovers of themselves as those that we should turn away from, not ones that we would want to emulate. Philippians 2.3 tells us, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. It is impossible for us to have self-love and to be putting our needs above others while following God's word and esteeming others better than ourselves. These are opposites of each other, and it is actually impossible for us to be able to live out and do the same things. We have to choose one or the other. In 2 Corinthians 5.15, it says, And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them who rose again. And as I said before, the Lord is very aware of our sinful nature and our love for ourselves. Now that we are believers, we are clearly directed here to no longer do this, but to live for Christ who died on the cross for our sins. To live for Christ is to do our lives his way, to live by his biblical precepts and to put his precepts before our own wants and needs. You're probably beginning to get the picture here of what God's view on self-love is. However, there's one more verse. In Romans 2, 6-8, through 8, it solidifies this for us by providing the cold, hard truth of what God says about loving ourselves. It says this, Who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who, by patient continuance and doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. This is a hard truth because in this scripture we find that loving ourselves, it's not just something that isn't good for us, it's actually sinful and brings with it God's indignation and wrath. God tells us that self-love or self-seeking is not obeying the truth, but obeying unrighteousness, meaning that it is a sin, and as with any other sin, it separates us from the love of God and his righteousness. If you have been led astray by this lie from the enemy, seek your heavenly father, repent and ask for his forgiveness, knowing that he is faithful to forgive. Knowing too that there may be other false teachings out there that I didn't cover today, but I'm sure that you can see by the scriptures that I did give you what God's clear stance is on this subject. God, in his wisdom, teaches us to stay away from self-love and to think of others more highly than ourselves because he knows the dangers and the problems that loving ourselves in this way can cause in our lives and in our marriages. And so we're going to be discussing some of these dangers and these effects in next week's episode. So you're going to want to make sure that you come back and listen to that one. Before you go today, though, there are a few things that I want you to be thinking about and praying over during the next week. The first one is this. Have you bought into the lie of self-love and need for God to help you learn and to apply the truth? Two, have you been hurt by others and need to claim who you are in Christ? That you are a daughter of the King of Kings. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Or three, do you now see what God teaches on self-love 
and need to repent and ask for forgiveness for your selfish ways. If any of these apply to you, remember that the Holy Spirit led you here because he wants to do a work in your life. He didn't lead you here so that he could say, see how bad you are? That's the enemy. That's the enemy that condemns us and does that. But he led you here so that you could see the truth, that he could convict you in saying, hey, this is an area that you need to work on, that you need to change, and this is how you change it. He wants to bring you to peace and joy and to make positive changes in your marriage by making you more like Christ. Review the truth in the scriptures that I have given you. And as always, they're listed in the show notes for your reference if you want to go back and look at them. Seek God in prayer over these things during this next week, inviting him to change your heart and your mind and to be more in line with his teaching and his precepts. Until next week, ladies, have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, Ooh, she needs to hear this. Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today. And know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.